Give me a quack quack. Give me a honk honk. Give me a vroom vroom. And uh, we'll give a shout out to our pheasant hunters as well. Uh, pheasant opener today. Good evening and welcome into another episode of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk. AM 1130 FM 103.5 and the free iHeartRadio app. My name is Stan Poggle and the host of the show and uh, legendary freshwater fishing Hall of Famer and legendary guide Chris Kuduk joining me as well. And I'm hoping he's feeling a little better. Uh, I don't know what happened to the guy, but he's he's been f- sounding a little rough here as of late. Are you doing better today, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, you know, I've had that had it for about a week and a half, two weeks, and ended up in the hospital. And uh, but I, I think I'm I'm turning the corner. I, uh, you know, I took it easy all week. Did did little as I possibly could, but uh, I think I got her beat. I I think the cough is gone, the runny nose, and the I thought I had pneumonia there for a while, but it was just a bad. Uh, it's something going around, I guess. I'm not the only one that's got it. They gave me a bunch of medication, and, and you know, it was a good, kind of a good week and a half to be sick because it rained the whole time I was sick. So, oh, what horrible yeah. weather we've been having! I mean, if you're an outdoorsman, it's been tough going. I, I went out. Uh, what was it last Thursday? I went out and tried a little fishing Thursday evening during the uh, night bites and. And I thought the rain was going to hold off. They said it was going to rain, hold off for a couple hours. So I thought, well, I'll head out. Got out on the water at about 6, 6.30. And by about 6.31, it started raining again after it had been raining well, for three yeah. straight days. And it was not fun. It, it's, been, it's been raining. I, we, I think we had sun for about an hour yesterday. Uh, you know, I, so I got a chance to get my chainsaws all put together and new chains on them. And I... I got the four-wheeler all gassed up. We put some, some old Marvel Mistral in the tanks, and I got everything up running. So, we're, you know, it's supposed to get up in the 50s, 60s this week. I could go out and finish up my work at my deer stands and make sure I got all them ready to go for, you know, the end of the month. You know, we got the deer hunting opener coming up here uh the end of the month here. So, and I hear, I hear Governor Dayton didn't make it to the pheasant opener because he went in for back surgery the other day. Yeah, that's that can't be a fun thing. I know you have a horrible back. I have a horrible back, and apparently Governor Dayton has one as well. And I don't wish that uh, pain on anybody, but it's unfortunate he couldn't make it to that. But uh, he'll probably be up in Hinkley. It sounds like he should be uh, in good shape by then. That's and, and like you said, that's only what three weekends away from now. So it's it's creeping up on us fast here. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's 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 going to get here in a, in a hurry and. And, uh, you know, hopefully we, you know, I, I, hopefully it's not miserable, freezing cold, like we had that one year with the Halloween blizzard, you know, deer hunting. So I'd like to see a, a nice, cool, you know, a nice deer opener. There's a lot of deer around. Everybody should, should get a lot of deer. I mean, I, I had pheasants in my yard this morning when I was looking out the window. I had a bunch of chucker partridge in my yard and some turkeys and, you know, it's, uh, you know, this time of year is good, but it's just a little too cold yet. Yeah, the weather definitely hasn't been cooperating, and I chatted with a lot of people this week, and they kind of were in the same boat as I was. You know, springtime, we never really had that. It went straight from, you know, that April snowstorm into the 70s and 80s and 90s. Within a couple of weeks, it was 100 degrees, and then it was warm and toasty all summer, and then uh, come end of September, or actually middle of September even, 
it went from 80 down to about 40 or 50 so it's it's not a good uh time of the year if if you're one of those folks like myself who likes that gradual cool down as well as the gradual warm up in the spring it's been kind of a tough year but uh people getting excited for ice fishing i know that people uh, i saw a few folks hauling their ice castles through the neighborhood the other day so so people are chomping at the bit and we got just the guy for those folks today we got JP from Lake of the Woods coming on today yeah, JP, I'm sure he's, I'm sure they've got snow up there and I'm sure they're duck hunting. I'm sure he's probably still musky fishing and walleye fishing up there, but you know, it's, it's been cold up there. They, I'm sure they probably got a little bit of ice up there in that neck of the woods because, you know, it's always a little colder up where he's at and, and he'll, he'll, yeah, I know, I know they had a pretty good walleye bite going on. I know the shiners are running in the rivers up there. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out from him how that went, but yeah, we got, uh, I got a phone call here the other day. I can go pick up my, my, my clam order came in. So my, my new houses are in. So I'm going to maybe head for the cities one day next week and go pick up all my fish and stuff and start getting my, my JT ice rods ready and putting all my, my fall stuff away. You know, deer hunting's coming. So I'm deer hunting all deer hunting season. Then about deer hunting's over. I'm ice fishing. Well, don't forget about me when you're getting all those goodies there from from all your buddies uh, up here in the cities, and don't forget you still owe me lunch too. You know. No, no, I think I bought you lunch last <laughs> time. I think it's your turn for 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 uh, famous Dave's barbecued rib. Oh, that does sound good. Don't be saying that now. I'm stuck here for the next hour with you, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the ice fishing season. In fact, the other morning I went out. Thursday morning, it was that cooler evening, or no, it was just yesterday, Friday morning, and uh, went out for a, to burn one up in the morning with my morning cup of coffee and had my uh, bucket of minnows out there, and there was just, just a slight skim on top of that minnow bucket, and I was like, oh, man, it's coming. I, I just... It's one of my favorite times of the year when just anticipating uh, the fact of sitting over a, a hole in the ice and uh, jigging fish out of it, it just gets me going. Yeah, and now we got you know Liberty Beach reopened, and they're they're doing great business up there. They got a good chef in there, from what I understand. They got all kinds of specials, so it's going to be fun. Dickie's going to be pulling houses, and Mikey will be pulling houses out of Liberty, doing the roads again this year for him up there. So I'm kind of looking forward to get it that get out to my spot out in front of Liberty there, and and uh, early ice and drill some holes. Well, you know, some a certain someone has uh, has that marked now, so you know you might have to be fighting for that spot. There might be might be somebody else on your uh, hot hole up there before you get out. Uh, you're always one of the last ones out there, so you might have to get up and uh, get going a little early this year, buddy. Well, from what I understand, your four wheeler's still in the same spot it was two years ago. Getting fixed, so I guess I'm not going to have to worry about you getting out there. Well, I'm sure Dickie will help me out, especially if it uh, grinds your gears a little bit. I'm sure he'd be willing to help me out on that. But yeah, I might I might have to uh, set up about ten feet, one inches from you, that, just to make sure I'm within the regulations and and set up right outside that uh, northwest hole of yours, and, and well, maybe what, get it. What would be the difference if you just don't come in the fish house and sit in the same corner hole like you always do? <laughs> well, then I got to put up with you all day. That's the problem. Well, I, so I just way I got a little peace and quiet. When you get done with the beer cans, I just flush them off the door so <laughs> I don't trip over them and hurt myself. Yeah, well, we'll definitely have to get together again this year uh, for a fishing trip. It's always fun and uh, seeing Dickie and the gang up there, and I'm looking forward to seeing the new Liberty Beach up there and and uh, hoping to maybe get up to Lake of the Woods. We haven't been up there in a couple of years. We used to go every year, but, you know, 
All my buddies married with children, you know, they get they're run they're uh they're living the Al Bundy lifestyle as of late, so they haven't been able to get up there the last couple of years, but uh, hopefully this year we'll be able to get up there. Yeah, it'd be a good good winter to go up there. I got a feeling they're gonna have some some, some early ice up there and hopefully they won't get a lot of snow. I mean we had we had snow here last week, but it was a dusting and you know, it lasted for the day and then it was gone, so I'm hoping that we get cold weather and uh, we get some good ice right away, and then we can get a little bit of snow. And I wanted to uh, tickle your political funny bone a little bit, too. Chatted with the folks from the Jeff Johnson campaign, and it sounds like, I don't know, we must have done something right, but they want to they wanna maybe come back on the show here in the next couple of weeks, so we maybe have uh, the future governor of Minnesota on here in the next couple of weeks, too, Kuduk. Well, maybe we ought to see if we could get him in to come in the studio, and we'll all sit in the studio and have a little little powwow. That sounds like a great idea. I'll, I'll put that in the notes and uh, see if we can do that, and maybe we can even get Sue in here, too, for a little round table because she mentioned today to uh, say hi to you, and, and she wants to get in the studio with you. Because I told you, I told her before her show how, how fired up you get. And how I just sometimes set the phone down and, and let you ramble for a couple of minutes because I know it's going to be one of the uh, Kudak classic rants. And she just laughs. So she might want to come in, too, and uh, kind of get you going a little bit. Oh, yeah. Well, Sue, me and Sue will have a good time. You could probably just walk away from the, the, the booth in there, and me and Sue could uh, just go for an hour on the, the po- political stuff that's going on. And, you know, I, I I watch all this. I was watching the being in the house all week. I watched this uh, Ellison. He's up on uh, you know he beat his girlfriend or whatever it was that his is the the Supreme Court now ruled that they will open his files from his first wife. Well, I don't you know if that's that, been that confirmed yet, that, but that uh, Kavanaugh that went for the, yep. the Supreme Justice or whatever he yep. was going for the. Supreme Court, yeah. They read that poor guy over the coals, but the Ellison's a Democrat, and they don't say nothing about this guy. They just push it in the back burner. He should be getting the same treatment as as the rest of them. Well, that's that's what we chatted a little bit on Sue's show about as far as the fact that, you know, Klobuchar was, has been completely silent on the, on the Keith Ellison allegations, but yet when Kavanaugh was there, she was the lead uh, circus clown when it came to answer asking questions and and trying to put his feet to the fire, so it is uh, an obvious double standard. But yeah, we'll see if they actually do release those records. I know that was something they were looking at. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet that they will release him. It's got to go through the system here. But but if it does, and I don't know, I've I've heard through the grapevine that that it's really not going to reveal a lot uh, as far as his relationship. It's just going to be more financial stuff anyway. So I don't know if that's going to really tell us a lot anyway. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's so, I mean, the politics is politics. I mean, you got everybody putting their nose in everybody's business. And I mean, granted, there's, everybody's got dirt in their background. I don't care who it is. There's very few people, politicians, that don't have dirt in their back pockets. And I, I mean, it's, that's just how it's been through, through the years. 
Yep, and uh, it's gonna get, it's only gonna get worse with with the technology now. You know, I always joke with my younger buddies if they had cell phones back when I was in junior high and high school, I'd probably be in prison by now. But you know, it's it's uh, it's a it's a proven fact that things are things are changing in that aspect, and it'll be it's gonna be a bigger and bigger circus as we go through the years here. I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean, well, you know what? Enough politics. Let's talk about the good old hunting and fishing and, and the outdoors. And, yeah, no I mean, kidding. Let's talk some ice politics. fishing. I'm so tired of politics. I hope they all lose. <laughs> Except for Johnson. I, I see it. Well, I, matter of fact, I don't know if you've seen it, but I, I looked at my, my computer today, and they had a post that out in North Dakota that the Supreme Court ruled that the natives are going to have a tougher time voting out there now. So I don't know if you can look that up on your computer at the office there and read that. I just got a, a little blurb on it. But I understand that Perm has has put a letter together and hand-delivered it to President Trump for about the Mille Lacs Lake Indian netting deal. And I have yet to hear what's, what's going on with that. I heard I see that here a few weeks ago. Well, I know we chatted with Dreesline last week about it from the Outdoor News, and he, you know, kind of said it was still kind of a new thing. He had heard of it, but he hasn't really looked into it yet. But I'm guessing he'd probably be our best source here in the future, and we have him on here about once a month or so. So for sure, by the next time we chat with him, hopefully we can get a little bit more on that. But I'll definitely look into that. But we got to get rolling here because we're losing time on ice fishing here. J.P. Tessier from Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman.com. He is going to be joining us here next on Outdoor Adventures, 651-989-5855. If you'd like to chime in, this is Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk. Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. Make sure you download that iHeartRadio app. You can search Outdoor Adventures and download all of our past and present episodes. Store them on your phone, and then you can listen to them anytime, anywhere in the world on the free iHeartRadio app. So make sure you check that out today. And you can also find all the other great programs here on Twin Cities News Talk and listen anytime. Just search Twin Cities News Talk, and listen live for free on the iHeartRadio app. Chris Kudak alongside me, and uh, we're going to go a little bit north in the world here now and head up to our good friend J.P. Tessier with LakeOfTheWoodsOutdoorsMan.com, and he's been a busy man, it sounds like, Kudak, and uh, is this on the phone chatting with him? Sounds like he's getting into a little farming, too, so, you know, next time we see him on a lake, he might have a little... Uh, String a straw in his uh, craw there, and you know maybe maybe some over bib overalls or something. How are we doing, JP? Well, you know I'm going to have the bib overalls on. <laughs> That's sure. right, guaranteed, guaranteed. <laughs> no, doing excellent, doing excellent. Um, yeah, we do the farming up here sometimes to break up the seasons for us a little bit. It's our slow time, we'll say, but uh, um, the. Rain has uh, got us off the farming, and so I've been out bow hunting 
trying to put down a nice big buck here that I've got uh, roaming around the area that I've been hunting. Yeah, so uh, what are you, you going to start to have a few pigs and some cows and some chickens, or, or what are you going to do? No, I've been I've been uh, given the opportunity to fertilize some of the the uh, acreage, and, and a lot of people don't know this, but Lake of the Woods County has over fifty thousand acres of tillable tillable acreage out there that uh, grows soybeans and corn and sunflower seeds and canola and edible beans, and um, there's there's a big there's big business up in farming up in Lake of the Woods County. And uh, it's, it's just given me an opportunity to meet all the farmers and scout some deer hunting land. So in other words, you're, you're kind of doing like the Bruce Mosier over in Beltrami County, working for the fertilizer plant, running the big sprayers, the big, the big, uh, the big sprayers yes, and all that good stuff out of fertilizer. Yes, sir. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's a good break. You know, when, you've, uh, when you're in the boat for, and I don't have to tell you anything you don't know, when you're in the boat for four and a half months every day, it gives you a good break before you have to go back out and uh, start drilling holes, which is going to come maybe pretty soon this year. I don't know. How much snow do you got on the ground up there, or is it melted? You know what? We still have about an inch on the ground um, in the in the woods a little bit more, but we did get some rain today, which knocked it down a little bit. Um, we're supposed to be into the 50s, here next week, the end of the week, I'm going to say Thursday of next week, it's supposed to be 50 and sunny, beautiful weather, um, like it should be in October, we'll say, um, which is going to probably bring us back a little bit. But those water temperatures out there have uh, dropped pretty pretty uh, quickly. So once we do get some cold weather, it's not going to take long. It sure sounds like the fall season, though, has has been a pretty good run up there the way it sounds. Absolutely. The guys uh, out of Bidette have been doing fantastic fishing for walleyes out there in the rainy. And I'll say that a lot of guys that have been fishing around uh, Pine Island and Four Mile Bay have been seeing a lot of action, and and even the guys in the river. And there's been some big fish that have been caught out there. Um, You know, and so that's, but uh, as far as the shiner run goes, uh, we had a, I guess, a little shiner run about uh, three weeks ago. Lasted a week, week and a half. Um, one of the local, one of the local uh, bait shop owners got a hold of me. He's like, "You got to get, you got to get your shiners." And uh, Jody didn't tell me until two weeks later, we'll say. And um, now, I just called the gentleman, and he said, "Well, he stopped running the second that I, to- I told Jody." So I don't know if that's bad luck or what. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to take it. But the shiners stopped running, but the walleyes are still biting. Well, I'll give you that much more time to uh, beg that big buck. So uh, you got you got your own land, or are you uh, taking advantage of that fertilizer position to maybe uh, find find some edges uh, in some secret spots? You know, um, there is uh, there is a great family up here that has given me the opportunity to hunt some of their some of their um, land and. And uh, but it's people that I've known since 1992 when my family moved to the area, so I've known them for a, a very long time. But it just happens to be that I do fertilize their uh, their fields, so they've given me an opportunity to go on out there and um, you know and harvest some. Uh, last year I got to harvest a uh, great Minnesota buck, and uh, it was fantastic. And uh, when I was a kid growing up in northern Minnesota. 
will say that we hunted the feeder swamps in International Falls, and that's about all that we had. There wasn't a lot of agriculture. And over here, when I moved back here 10 years ago, I I started hunting cedar swamps. But you just don't see the deer activity like you do on the farm fields with the soybean and the wheat, so on and so forth, and the ryegrass. I mean, there's there's uh, a lot for them to eat out there. And so last year, the first time ever, I was given the opportunity to hunt a, a actual farm. And I got to, uh, we'll say, see the deer in action uh, from the from the bedding aspect, moving from the beds to, to the uh, soybeans, over to the grass, back to the beds, back to the back to the grass. I mean, it was you were able to watch that transition. It was the first time that I had ever had that opportunity in my 44 year old life, and it was uh, it was actually fantastic. And they gave me the opportunity to go back in there this year, and I've never shot a I've never shot a uh, deer with my bow. I've shot a bear with my bow, never a deer. So that was the one goal that I was going after this year is to is to bow hunt all season, and to see if I can if I can bag a nice buck with my bow. But as I'm learning that uh, it is not as easy as they make it look like on TV. Yeah, and uh, speaking of TV, the, that what you saw with their bedding and, and going off into the fields and off into the grass and all that stuff, you can't duplicate that with a video camera. I mean, to just see it happening live, that that's that's where it's at. That was probably the the best education that I have that I've ever had. You know, and and it you can't watch it, but you've got to see it for yourself, and that's. That was my learning disability going up. I didn't. They couldn't give me a book and say, "Go read this, Tessie, and come figure it out." Because it went in one year and out the other. Yeah. But if you showed me, if you showed me how to do it, well, then I could repeat that task a billion times over. Yeah, uh, hands-on learner. You know, and so and so that's the way I got to do it. And luckily enough, I've been given that opportunity from some great people in this area to to do that. And and I'm just humbled and blessed to do it. And I'll take every advantage I can get of doing it, but it's uh, it's been a it's been a great opportunity. I'm I'm a born hunter. I love it, and uh, you know I I feel more comfortable sitting out there in a deer stand than I do in my own living room. If that makes any sense. Oh, it so. definitely makes a lot of sense. JP Tessie is our guest from Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman dot com, and uh, you can check him out there Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman dot com, or you can also uh, find him on Facebook. A lot of great videos, pictures tutorials, all that good stuff with J.P. Tessier of Lake of the Woods. And we're going to get into one of our, well, my favorite season of the year, and that is ice fishing. It's going to be here hopefully sooner rather than later, and we'll do that next after the news here on Outdoor Adventure. Into the second half on Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and on the free iHeartRadio app, where you can listen anytime, anywhere for free. And we're chatting with our good friend, J.P. Tessier of Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman.com. Just got wrapped up with a conversation on him looking to get the big buck with the bow this year. But, J.P., what I'm wondering is, uh, what is your prediction? I mean, you know more about it up there than I do. Uh, are we going to have something a little early? I know you can never predict Mother Nature, but, man, it's got to be getting close. 
Well, here I'll say this: Mother Mother Nature and and the animals are the great predictors of this, and uh, I'll say that unfortunately the robins are still around. So the robins are still around. Um, it's supposed to get a little bit warmer, but hopefully come November we do see that cold weather. I'd love to I'd love to see some people ice fishing out there right or, right after Thanksgiving. That'd be great for the community. That'd be great for everybody. It'd be fun. So we'll what, what, what what's your prediction this winter for this winter, JP? Is it going to be a good good ice season? I'm going to say it's going to be. There's there's walleyes out there right now. Four Mile Bay, Rainy River, uh, Pine Island, and we don't have the shiners. So that's a good predict. That's a good uh, starter right there. I would say that early ice is going to be fantastic. And as soon as it does happen, whenever it does. Um, I'd say get your butts up here and, and uh, talk to uh, go out one of the resort roads there and, and uh, talk, to, talk to the resorts out there because they are, they are the best. They are the indicators. They're, they have people out there every single day, and we just want to keep things safe up here um, because I know, I know how much people love ice fishing, but uh, early ice, I think, is going to be stellar this year. Yeah, definitely so uh, talk safety first, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, uh, you know, I, I'd say even I, I'm looking for a good January. I'm looking for a good January, hopefully. Just in past when we've seen the uh, the fish down here, even without the shiners, it's typically been a pretty decent fishing year for us. And uh, last year was one of the best that I had in the six years of having my sleepers out there, so which was excellent, um, you know, few years back when we had that high water year four foot water uh up on lake of the woods a million acres it uh i'll say messed things up a little bit for us on the south end of lake but it's good to see the fishing start to return and and we're rolling through a lot of saugers and go through saugeritaville every once in a while but that's that's just fishing the bite's good yeah like and you mentioned you got the sleeper houses up there so anybody that wants to get a hold of you uh for that uh you know earlier ice they can get a hold. Where do they get a hold of you on that? Well, the best way to to take a look at the fish, take a look at the prices, is to go to Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman dot com. But if you are interested and you know that you're going to make a reservation and you have been up in the past, um, you want to contact a gal by the name of Janelle Fish, and Janelle's phone number is two one eight two eight zero sixteen. 74. That's 218-280-1674, Janelle Fish, and she takes all my reservations for the winter ice fishing, and, and uh, she can go through everything with you right there. And I was going to ask you too, JP, I know I've never done it, but I, I've talked to some friends that have done it, and they say it's one hell of an experience, is you take the sleds up, and you and you get all the gear packed up, and you go way out past everybody else, and, and get into those uh, spots where you, where you know where you're going. I, I probably would get lost, I'm sure, up in those neck of the woods, but it, it's not only great fishing up there, but... But the experience as well, I mean, I've heard 20, 30, 40 miles on a snowmobile hauling all your gear. That's got to be an adventure in itself. Uh, here, at the end of the year last year, I was uh, leaving, uh, traveling to Whitefish Bay on snowmobile, which was uh, a 55-mile run 
one way uh, to trout fish, and then I was going back through uh, Miles Bay to catch a few crappies, and then heading back to uh, Bedette, and it was it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible, and uh, I put on a lot of miles on my sled last year, and um, there's a lot of there's trout fishing, there's crappie fishing, um, there's obviously the walleye fishing and and i would say probably the best walleye fishing that you're going to experience is going to be you know minnesota there's some great walleye fishing in minnesota now is that Um, something jp that you'll you'll do a guide trip out uh people can bring their sleds and their gear and follow you out or how does that work can you kind of give us a short rundown of how that goes Absolutely, absolutely. I've done that. Uh, I've done that a few a few times. We'll say. And what I'm typically doing is I'll meet uh, meet these people in the morning. I'll run uh, run out and fish with them for the day. Bring them back in. Get all their fish flayed uh, up and and uh, then send them on their way. And we're usually doing that meeting right at uh, we'll say the Wheeler's Point access um, and leaving from there. And doing it that way on the Minnesota side, and, and you you do go up you go up into uh, up into Canada to do the do the big crappies up there and the lake trout up there too, right? Absolutely, absolutely. When I'm doing that, I'm typically leaving out of the northwest angle, the Minnesota's northwest angle, and so we would uh, we would either stay up at the northwest angle at one of the great resorts up there and which I which I do that all the time too and if I do that then I've got a, a fine gentleman that comes and works my sleepers with me so that uh, frees me up to do some of those some of those portable trips and if I'm not available to do it I also have uh, the uh, the ability to have great friends that do this each and every day out there that when I go out and uh, go on my adventures most of the time it's with these guys these special individuals that we have up here and uh that's who i will send um we'll say the people that are looking to go i'll say this is who you got to go with uh, joe cooper you got to go with eric grundahl uh, two names right there that are just uh, phenomenal fishermen up in the northwest angle and we'll say when i don't get the opportunity to do it those guys are uh on the top of the list no doubt is dan still over at the angle or where is he at now you know, I think Dan for the winter has uh, moved to Florida. I think he's been down in Florida for the winters. Yeah, he, he, over at he uh, kind of retired then. What's that? They said he kind of retired because a buddy of mine's got a a cabin right behind the Angle Resort there on on the old Winter Road. He's got an old little A-frame back there. We go up and stay once in a while. Yes, yes, yeah. He um, he has, uh, I believe, him and his wife. Keok have uh, started a little, or looking to start a bed and breakfast in uh, uh, the Punta Gorda area, I believe. And I don't know if I don't know if that's uh, if that's actually happening or not right now, but I'm pretty sure that's that's where he's going in the winter time is the Punta Gorda area and and uh, fishing down there in Florida. So, JP, one other question I have is: Is this something you do just weekends, or you do it seven days a week, or what? What's the typical seven, trip? Seven days, seven days a week. I am, uh, I am a fishing guide, and, and last year I was on the on the ice for, uh, we'll say, about thirteen weeks every single day. Wow! So, um, you know that's that's just the way that it is. I have 
people that are uh, the sleeper business has uh, been very good to me, and, and the repeat guests are are excellent. Uh, but each and every year it gets a little busier, which means I typically don't get a chance to get out and have fun until the end of the season. But uh, that's that's typically when the best uh, sled fishing is, I'll say, because um, let's let's be real, um, 35 below zero and 20 mile an hour winds in January are not the funnest things to fish in. I know that I know mm-hmm. that we're out there and in, in that stuff, but you just don't don't get the opportunity to run around a little bit. That's where the that's where the um, we'll call it the the hard house and the permanent house is it comes in so key up here on Lake of the Woods and that's why that's why the ice castles have taken off so well. Because it's tough are, to are fish you, out there. Are you gonna blow blow a hockey rink for this winter? <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's uh I'm I'm uh neighbors with a gentleman over here that has a full hockey rink in his backyard for his for his uh kids and uh every once in a while I go on over there and, and uh skate with them. I think I'm going to do that a few times this winter. So I can bring my hockey equipment up and we can go play a little little, little pond hockey. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Kudak. We'll get you out there, play a little pond hockey. I'm afraid Kudak, in his old age, he might he might pull a muscle or three. <laughs> he, might, he might tear a tendon. That, yeah. I'll tell you what, that's the one thing that, um, you know, as we get older, we... Our, our minds still tell us that we're able to do these things, but when we actually try to do them, our bodies don't let us do it. Yeah, unfortunately, and, uh, I'm getting to that point, too. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, and I have found that out most definitely in my in my hockey career. Uh, we'll say that, uh, you know, I am I am not the player that I want. I was never a great player, but uh, I'll say that I, I am never, I am not even close. And, uh you know, I just think about those athletes and how hard they have to work to stay in that good of shape. Um, and you take a look at any any athlete that uh, has unfortunately had to miss a year for something, and uh, even an injury. Those people that come back very rarely are they better than they were, you know, uh, a year prior. Yeah, that's Always a lot of rehab. Get there, you know, and and so once you get hurt and. It's, uh, it's so tough to get back there. I have ultimate respect for anybody that does it. Um, you know, and I, I tried to work through a lot of stuff, and I just, uh, it broke me down. It broke me down. And now, uh, like I said, as a, as a middle-aged man, I'm, that's why I'm doing all this crazy stuff is because I can, because I know one day I may not be able to. Well, thank goodness for reliable snowmobiles, uh, insulated <laughs> fish house, big buddy heaters, power ice augers. And uh, LED lights, right? <laughs> you know it. You know it. Here, that is that is revolutionized the way that people go out there and fish. And, and yeah, it is uncomfortable to go out and do it in those days. But I mean, let's be real. There's 35 below, 40 below days out there that people still go out fishing. I've done it before. I've been there where uh, you know we had to wait for the sled to start because it was it was 35 below that evening and. Uh, you know that those things happen. So it's all about the experience, getting on out there, having good equipment, um, being safe, going with the right people. You know, at Lake of the Woods, and I will say this: in the winter time, particularly, the uh, the northwest angle gets really sketchy, and it's just sketchy because it is um, full of current. 
And most people will take a look at Lake of the Woods and they'll be like, oh, that's a big lake. Well, I look at Lake of the Woods and I think this is a big river because there's always current in it. And out in the Big Bowl, it may may, um, be a little deceptive, we'll say. But uh, once you get up into the angle and you start fishing all those uh, between islands, and all the all the fourteen thousand different uh, islands to move around that water. I mean, there is a lot of sketchy areas up there. That's why it's very important to go with somebody that knows what the heck they're doing. Somebody that's been out there every day for like the last month. You know that yep. those are the people that you want to go out with in the northwest angle. Yeah, and when you have currents like that too, it can it can change pretty quick with. You know, you get a little bit of sun or a little bit of wind. That stuff can uh, change pretty rapidly, so a good thing to have somebody like J.P. Tessie yeah. on your side. Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman.com. And uh, how can people get a hold of you again, J.P.? What's the best way to get a hold of you? And, you know, for those folks that are planning to come up this winter, uh, it's, you know, first come, first serve. So, so what's the kind of lead time on that? Well, I will say this, that uh, I have been taking reservations already for the sleeper ice houses. So if you are interested uh, in coming up, most definitely get a hold of Janelle Fish at 218-280-1674. And for the, the rest of the basic information, I'll say on uh, Lake of the Woods Outdoors, man, uh, the business, myself, um, anything that is offered, you can check out lakeofthewoodsoutdoorsman.com. And uh, we look forward to seeing up here on Lake of the Woods, whether whether if it's with us or one of our great friends up here, you know, because uh, I say it all the time, there's a place for everybody on Lake of the Woods. There is. It's always a fantastic time up there. Thanks for uh, checking in, JP, and we'll chat with you soon, I'm sure. Hey, yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Pleasure, as always. No problem. That is J.P. Tessie of Lake of the Woods Outdoorsman.com. You can check him out there. Uh, sleeper houses. He also does the runs all the way up to the Northwest Angle and beyond. So uh, definitely a guy that knows his stuff up there on the big water of Lake of the Woods. We'll chat more here when we wrap things up here on Outdoor Adventures. Coming up next, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and the free iHeartRadio app. segment of Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk coming your way. Don't forget you can find us on Facebook as well. I posted, I don't know if you saw it yet, Kudak, but did you see the the drag racing rototillers on our Facebook page? Yes, I did. That was pretty good. <laughs> you know, and I saw that, I was like, you know, if anybody would come up with that silly idea, it would be you and your your uh, hoodlums up there in your neck of the woods. I could see you, you know, getting a thirty pack of straws, and and after a few of those, thinking, you know, got a couple engines back here in the shed. Or, oh yeah, slap that on the old rotor tiller and give her hell. I could see you doing that. Yeah, back in our younger days, we probably would have done something <laughs> like that. That actually would be pretty fun, but I I don't know. After watching that video, I don't know if I'd want to be. Be uh, behind the driver's seat, if, if you will. It's a little dangerous. That's like back put, uh, taking a go-kart and putting a snowmobile engine on it. And then trying to jump them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, those were the days. But uh, you can check that out on our Facebook page. Also, uh, last week's interview with the Rod Dreesline of the Outdoor News. You can find that there. And if you uh, would, please give us a like as well. Follow us there. And you can also follow us on the iHeartRadio app. That way, uh, whenever we post a new episode, which uh, as of late with my phone situation, oh, i got to tell you that, too. I, I did finally get a new phone out of them, Kudak, after... You know, finagling around and, and, and whining a little bit. They finally twisted their arm, and I got myself a new f- fancy phone here. Yeah, well, that last six months, that one will be broke, too. Oh, no. My last one I had for a good three, four years, and it, it even went through. I got to get an otter case for it because I told the guy right away, I said, you know, I don't think this is going to fit in my otter case. Do you have one, you know, available that I could use for this new phone? Because this one's a little bit bigger. And he said, "No, I'm sorry, you know, we don't, we don't carry him for that one." And I thought, you know, I'll probably drop this thing as soon as I walk out the door. But so far, so good. But that old one, that was a good phone. That HTC I had. I tell you what, that M8, that thing even went through the pulley system of my uh, 52-inch riding lawnmower. So that that Otter case, I'll tell you what, I, that made me a believer after that. You could still see the grooves in the side of the case, but didn't touch the phone one bit. And it was it was down there rubbing on the pulleys for a good six, eight hours mowing lawn. Yeah, well, you, you better get one. Did, did this one come with the picture of your mermaids on it? No, it did not. I'm still waiting for those mermaids. I know you said a secret buddy of yours had found a mermaid, but I I have yet to uh, see any proof of that, so I'm thinking you're pulling my leg again. No, no. They said that uh, Stan's mermaids have arrived. Really? Where have they arrived to? Uh, I I haven't found that out yet, but... uh... I'm sure the secretary will be calling you to let you know where, where the mermaids are at. Oh, I'm sure the phone will be beeping here before the top of the hour, which is a couple of minutes away. Get you a Fox News update then. And then uh, I wanted to uh, ask you one more thing as far as the governor's deer opener that is happening kind of in your neck of the woods there. we got a couple of minutes left here, Kuduk, but but what's the plan? I know I'm going to be doing all the work when it comes to scheduling and recording and editing and putting it on the radio here but but what do you have planned for us up there this year well i you know i haven't thought about that they got you know since curry retired they they got a gal that's going to do our scheduling for us and i haven't found out who we got for for speakers or who we got for guests but i'm sure we'll be finding that out here in, in the near future so and i don't know i you know i haven't heard what they you know what they got for a format up there yet? I, I'm sure we'll be getting out here pretty quick. What 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 we'll be doing? Or, but we could check in on Thursday, I believe, at uh, like noon. Okay. Well, yeah, so it should be you, good. Go ahead. Hopefully, you got your 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 paperwork filled out so you have a room. I am planning on getting that paperwork done here over the weekend, so we will be good to go there. But, yeah, we always have a lot of great interviews up there at the Governor's Deer Opener. Uh, Final one for your uh, best friend Dayton this year. So, you know, it's probably going to be a few tears shed there for you this year, I'm guessing. Well, you know where I usually go when Dayton gets up and (laughs) speaks. That is the truth. Uh, you You aren't still taking people out on the launch, are you? No, we're going to pull the launch uh, probably this week. You know, we'll see what the weather's doing. The launch is still in. We still got bait. Uh, you know, if somebody wants to go for the last hurrah here, you know, we probably take them. 
Sounds good. That is legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer Chris Kudak. I'm Stan Poggle, average everyday outdoorsman and two-time reigning bottle bass champion. And speaking of bottle bass, guess what's coming up at the top of the hour? It's the Minnesota Beer Cast. So crack one open. Enjoy the Minnesota Beer Cast coming up right here after Outdoor Adventures. Thanks for checking in and enjoy your time in the outdoors. We'll see you.